Gondwana Records Podcast. And welcome to our podcast series with Hania Rani, Polish pianist, composer, and singer. In 2019, Hania Rani debuted from Gondwana Records with the instrumental piano album Esia. It was highly acclaimed and quickly made her one of the most important artists in the post classical music world. My name is Mari, and it is my pleasure to sit down with Hania to hear about her musical journey from her upbringing to how she created the latest album, Ghosts. On this episode, very quickly, of course, after I think maybe first year, I, I, I recognize that piano is, is my thing. Hania talks about the beginning of her life as a pianist. And the last day of April 2018. I send them a mail saying, Hi, my name is Hania Rani, <laughs> and this is my music. She recalls the first email she sent to Gondwana Records. So let's begin. So I come from Poland, which is in、um, Eastern、uh, Europe. Uh, I will explain it because I think not everyone knows where is it. So it's just between Germany and、uh, Belarus, Ukraine. We are actually bordering with many, many countries. So it's like kind of a Slavic,、um, Slavic country. And I'm just mentioning it because I think it's becoming more and more important for me because I'm just, you know, realizing how much identity in my music I can also find. Maybe not. Really, in, in musical part, but maybe in topics that I'm picking or kind of feelings that I'm interested in. And so, I was born in, in Gdańsk, which is a city in the north of Poland, and it's by the sea, which is probably also very important. And also, it's the Baltic Sea, which is quite cold, it's very moody, it's、uh, usually kind of you know, most of the year, except summers, which are very hot. But usually it's like grayish and very atmospheric. And there is something about like local people that local people most of the time go to the beach, to the sea when it's actually bad weather because then there are no tourists and no people just, you know, hanging out there. It's a bit different than Italy or whatever Mediterranean style. So we, we are very Scandinavian somehow, I think. And, and definitely it somehow affected me that I have nothing against, you know, bad weather, just wandering on the beach. So, my parents are not musicians, but、uh, they have a big, big、uh, love for music and they are very interested in culture in general. Music was always very present in my family house in a very natural way. It was a way of spending time, and especially when I was a little kid, we were singing a lot. And I think both of my parents have a really good hearing. so... 
it was, you know, they were also quite encouraged to sing, to maybe play instruments. And my father, he can play a couple of instruments. I, he doesn't know any music, but he basically can do things. And he, he loves to listen to records. And I also remember they were always taking me for concerts. When I was five years old when my father took me for Tina Turner concert because like, it was a stadium concert because he thought it's really important for me. <laughs> She died recently, so I just uh, recall this memory. It's very funny. So they were taking me to opera house, like all of this stuff, which probably it's not very usual for most of the kids, I would say. Maybe now it's it's starting, but back then in the 90s, I think it was, especially in Poland, just after communist times, it was not maybe so common. There was a piano at my grandmother's house. It was totally out of tune, but it was always there. So we, when we were visiting, I was always a tiny bit trying out it. And at some point, I think there was so much music going on, also in my kindergarten and stuff like this, that my parents decided to take me to the music school because in Poland we still have very specific music education. There are still existing... I think it's very Eastern European common also in Russia or maybe Ukraine we have like these professional music schools and I think in western countries you don't have them anymore you, you need to take like afternoon classes or something like extra and in Poland we still have like this in the bigger cities you can go to the school that is like from the very beginning when you are six or seven like this professional training and you have mixed subjects so you have um I don't know, language classes, math classes, but then piano classes and choir and hearing improvement. And so from the very beginning, you're trained to be a musician and you need to pass the exams. Uh, so I was six years old and somehow, um, uh, yeah, I passed the exams and my mom picked a piano for me because you need to pick an instrument. You can pick just very simple instruments like cello, violin, piano and guitar I think because kids are small so they cannot they don't have enough power for uh, woodwinds or brass instruments and my mom picked piano because <laughs> she uh, when she was a kid she played violin and she really didn't like it and also I think she really didn't want to have like this kid playing violin at home the stars of to play violin are very difficult so I think she was she picked for herself a bit I was a bit disappointed because I thought violin are so cool and you can just have this special case and it's object it's it's very nice but very quickly of course after I think maybe first year I I, I recognize that piano is is my thing So I went to this school and, and my parents thought it probably will last just maybe six first years, like primary school, and then I will go to regular high school and maybe follow their paths because my father is an architect and my mom is a doctor. But I 
somehow liked it so much that I said, no, I want to stay. <laughs> and I was practicing on my own. I've become really ambitious and, and very crazy, a bit crazy about piano. And I wanted to become, you know, a classical pianist and just attend the Chopin piano competition, all of these. And then it was very easy for me to choose, uh, yeah, university. I just, you know, I decided to follow and continue my education and first it was Warsaw and then it was Berlin so all together I was studying classical music for 20 years Wow, you never really thought that I don't want to do this or, or I want to be maybe you know, interior designer or architect you didn't have any of that No, and it was um, now from a perspective I think it's it was such an easy life because I, I was so decided and I had like very um, kind of easy dreams. I really know where I want to go. And also, you know, it was a very um, good environment because all of my friends had similar dreams or maybe half of the people because some of, of the people of course quit, quit the school at some point. They wanted to become somebody else they they didn't want to make music but uh, like my very close circle had the same dreams we're supportive we're just going to competitions. we were very quickly you know giving concerts as well it was a very very different childhood definitely and a very different environment but it was also very easy I was not overthinking oh maybe this or this I had a very easy dreams which probably helped me just to be focused studying classical music what kind of music were you listening and this is maybe what <laughs> what made me afterward change my mind a bit because I was always listening to all kind of music also thanks to my parents especially I would say my father and he loved Pink Floyd a lot and Cat Stevens Rod Stewart as well the Beatles like of course any other music but I am thinking about actually something that made me think about songwriting as well and like thinking about music in a bit like songwriting way which is so different to classical music so I was continuing basically this kind of my parents passions and I and and I think you know it's very common as well that nowadays kids even in these very professional schools or universities they are interested in many things so also like my hometown where I started my education is a kind of famous hub for jazz music um, Gdańsk used to be kind of a base for for many interesting musicians there was like a really nice environment and I remember when I was like in high school, even earlier, we were going to listen to our favorite musicians just uh, during jam sessions. So we had a lot of opportunities to surround each, each other with many different kinds of music. And then when I also started new, uh, university, I moved to a bigger to capital city, uh, Warsaw. And it was it's, it's like a bit like London. There is so many different drums intertwining people coming just to you know make their dream come true and there is kind of you know if you want to do any kind of music like pop electronic in Poland you, you go there there is a big kind of scene so uh, very naturally I was starting to meet all of these other people especially like hip-hop producers or 
uh, pop singers and I was so curious about it that I always was saying yes they if they ask me oh maybe you do arrangements like string arrangements for this piece or maybe you teach me a bit of piano or maybe you show me some different harmonies I was always you know I was just curious because it was so tempting this other kind of um, yeah environment Gondwana Records podcast. And then you go outside of Poland and you went to Berlin, that is to go to the school. Yes, exactly. I decided it's it's also very common to do because Germany, Switzerland, I would say they have such a high, also UK, obviously, they have such a high uh, level of music education. I would say Germany especially, they have like also many orchestras and many, many possibilities, great professors and still education is for free in university, which is, which is also important, then I decided to go to Berlin. At this time, which is maybe interesting for somebody, but I was really crazy about opera, performing with singers, so like performing song cycles. Um, there is a huge repertoire of, of this kind of genre, and, and it's very interesting having a job for a pianist, because as a pianist you can become a soloist, you can play in a chamber group or you can also just maybe perform with a singer. So there are not so many opportunities and at some point I think you need to find your specializations and of course to become a solo pianist you need to be a prodigy or, or you know since uh, you are five or seven and it's, it's a very difficult job to do uh, to be kind of this yeah leader or whatever and um, so I thought oh I'll be really good maybe in this and I was quite crazy about it and in Berlin there are two really famous professors and I was still studying just solo piano I was I was never really um, studying this um, it's called Liedbegleitung which means in English uh, song song following song accompaniment something like this and where you study also songs and you know literature and poetry it's, it's very interesting but I chose this university Hans Eisler Music Hochschule in Berlin because I also had opportunity there to had some classes with one of these professors Wolfram Rieger is his name and and yeah in Berlin <laughs> everything changed for me <laughs> in a very subtle way actually first of all I had to take some German classes because it was you know my main professor so was speaking German and basically you had to use German and I just sat in the same desk with an Icelandic girl and it was like love and friendship from the very first moment and 
uh, and this friendship was extremely, extremely important for me. She she's uh, opera singer, and we are still friends. Uh, but very, you know, like all Icelandic community, they are very open-minded about music, especially even if they are classical musicians. They are always like, you know, they are always like doing so many different things because they come from a, such a little country and everything was is mixing there it's a very different approach people are basically doing many many different things because there are not enough people to, <laughs> to do them so she very quickly uh, we started to work together because she was singer so it was a perfect situation because she was looking for a pianist and I was looking for a singer we started to work together and very quickly she said why don't you come to Iceland? We organize a concert there. And um, I had, uh, I was always like doing some stuff for just for myself. You know, I never thought I would be performing my own music or I'll be releasing it. So I was always like just doing some arrangements or, and I prepared arrangements of um, John Dolan, which he's a Renaissance English composer. Um, I I prepared arrangements of his songs uh, for a contemporary ensemble and singers, and she loved the arrangements so much that that she said, "Let's do it there. Let's just organize a concert." It was so easy for her, and I was of course like very spontaneous. I think that was a common thing in between us, and we went there and we organized this concert in Reykjavik, and also it was the first time maybe that I uh, because there was a little bit too little music for to fill the, the the full concert so I already also performed a couple of my 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 songs there one of them was Asia <laughs> and the title also come from this time from my very first trip to Reykjavik uh, and seeing for the first time the mountain which is visible from the, every corner of the city it's a bit like Fuji <laughs> but maybe and it, sometimes you also cannot see it because of the cloudy weather um but i asked her what is the name of of this mountain and she said essia and i love the the sound of the word and this is the title of the one of my very first pieces that i composed for piano solo afterwards we were coming back twice when we were doing projects together she met she made me meet with some very important people uh for my career career that basically offered me just come again and we record your album there and I'm thinking about Bergur Porison who is like a sound engineer of Bjork and a very good friend of Alfeder and he at some point he said yeah just come over and we'll be I can help you and uh, so thanks to this you know one friendship
On the other hand, of course, um, Berlin is such an amazing place um, for, for music, especially electronic music and techno and, and, and just, you know, um, I think amazing place as well to realize that people can be themselves. They can be free, they can do whatever they're interested, they can be very normal, they can be very casual, they can be extremely also bohemian or artistic and um, weird and and that was for me coming from Warsaw which is still a big city and and very developed but it was a shock and and I was uh, you know this girl who was like practicing a lot and I was very much um, you know very concentrated and perfectionist and and never thought that actually you know, I could also compose myself because I was never studying it. So Berlin basically opened me also like as a human being to to think about different kind of things that I can do, that I don't need to actually really stay and perform classical music, which was very stressful as well for me. I was not really, I was very frustrated. I was very like fighting, you know, I was putting a lot of attention to it, but it was so stressful as well that was not paying back I was feeling you know it's it's I, I need to do a lot um, in order to, to perform and it was you know I was, I was a bit yeah a different person a very different person and then this definitely this this um, decision to move and live in Berlin and to meet different community to be also involved in very different projects very artistic projects also including performing music in a techno clubs or, or like you know just theater a community or people from all around the world uh, definitely something clicked and that was life-changing moment definitely you flourish yeah and I allowed myself to be myself because I understood that you know I just a little bit forgot about my roots about my childhood about being careless and like just being happy to make music and just sing your you know lungs out and and I was a little bit back to what I love and to music that really moves me and maybe it's not so it's still intellectual but on a different level it's also very emotional there is a lot of like primal things that I also admire about it and yeah so I mean it's it's probably whoever listened to my music he thinks oh there is so much connection with classical music and my music is so subtle and my music it's it's not a huge scream of rebellion but for me it you know from coming from this very very exclusive and very hermetic world and just making a step for me it was it was a, a huge act of rebellion
you meeting Gondwana Records or Gondwana Records meeting you? Uh, how did this happen? I sent an email to, to Gondwana. I just sent them a mail and somebody asked me, what did you write there? <laughs> and I actually, of course, forgot because you, you are forgetting this kind of things. And But thanks to mails and thanks to internet, nothing's really disappearing. So it's really easy to, to find it. And I just really, I think it was the last day of April 2018. I sent them a mail saying, hi, my name is Hanya Rani. <laughs> And, and this is my music and I sent them two albums one was a solo piano album and the other one was oh, like home album which is my second album still kind of in a developing stage but yeah I just sent them two albums and they I think two days afterwards they and I think it was like maybe 2nd of May or 3rd of day, May maybe it's even a bank holiday or something <laughs> which is also needs to be uh, yeah, say loud that they answered me so quickly, and I say, yeah, it's it's really great. We like, we love it. Just when can you come over to to London? And I was, you know, I was really fearless back then, and I said, yeah, immediately. <laughs> I booked my flight, and I just came to London, and we met with Matthew Hassel at Barbican. But then I think we went to Tate Modern, and there was an exhibition about Picasso, 1963. I, I about this year in his career I really remember it and I was so overwhelmed because I went I went with Matthew Hassel to see the exhibition you can just imagine uh, yeah so you send them an email approaching but how did you know about the yeah label another funny story I was a big fan of since yes I think since 2009 maybe of Portico Quartet which I found also by coincidence on YouTube and I was following them. I even went to their concert in Warsaw in 2000, maybe 13 for 14th when, you know, many, many, many years ago. And we have even a fun, <laughs> like a, a fun picture after afterwards, like me as a fan with them, <laughs> which is a funny, funny thing. And so it was a 10th anniversary concert in Roundhouse in London, uh, happening to the 2018. And I've I have seen the, the lineup, which was Matthew Hassel, also my, my big love, and Portugal Quartet, and I think Mammal Hands, and some of the other, like a big event in the Roundhouse. And I was not somehow really aware that all of these artists are connected with one label. And that's how I um, found out that it's Gondwana. And I thought, oh, it must be amazing a label if they have so many amazing artists. And, and that's why. Yeah, and it's to be honest, it was also I think my first mail with a demo and my only one. Wow, wow! Congratulations. Yeah, I, I mean also like I was very lucky, but but at some point I yeah it maybe was meant to be. I was I was just basically thinking just about this one.
Gondwana Records podcast. Coming up next in episode 6, Hania shares her love of being on the stage as well as the difference between creating her own music and producing commissioned works. And we have a Q&A session. Hania will answer questions from her fans and Gondwana Records supporters. Thank you for listening and see you on the other side. <laughs>